Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Limitless Estates, where Kyle and Lolita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. This segment is focused on educating operators, building better systems, and becoming a best-in-class operator. Since we're also live on Facebook right now, make sure to type in any questions you have in the comment section below. Also, be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. How many times have you thought there has to be a better way while working through endless rent rolls and historicals? Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right. Today on the show is going to be me. Gary will be interviewing me on the topic of monthly reporting. All right, Kyle. So tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. And I am a co-founder with you of APT Capital Group, which we'll be launching here very soon, this week, in fact. And, you know, we manage assets out in the Arizona market. So in Phoenix and Tucson, we purchase value add apartments out there. And, you know, really our specialty is in the management and operations of these properties. Excellent. So let's dive into monthly reporting. What's the process for reviewing the monthly reporting for property? Yeah, for us, you know, we've worked closely with our property management company to actually adjust the monthly reporting a little bit. But right now we see the monthly reports in a raw version on the first of the month. You know, our our month closes on the 25th of every month and we get emailed a monthly report on the first and then we scrub through them and take a look if there are anything that doesn't look right, any adjustments, any reclasses from expenses to certain accounts, maybe to capital accounts, things like that. And then we send those changes back to the property management company who then makes those changes and then sends us a final version by the 10th of the month so that we can report back to our investors for us by the 14th of the month. What are the three common mistakes you typically find in that reporting? Yeah. And I encourage everyone to really dig into these reports. You know, some people may just look at the summary report and maybe have a couple of questions or just trust your property management company. You know, as asset managers, you've got to dig in a little bit deeper and peel back the onion a bit. So, you know, the three things that I see, we found charges that were supposed to be to a different property, actually. You know, we had a $2,600 plumbing charge that I questioned. And when it came back from our accountant, it was charged to the wrong property. These property management companies sometimes manage hundreds of different properties. And so your business unit could get mixed up with another one on accident. Maybe it's a coding error. That's one thing that I would encourage people to take a look at. Other things, things like double charges. You know, when you have a property, 
property that has hundreds of charges a month, sometimes things get double accrued or double charged. And so that's where you need to go into the details of the monthly reporting and not just look at the summary report. If you're looking at the summary report, all you're looking at is the summary of a specific line item, like let's just say GNA or repairs and maintenance. But unless you're going into the general ledger and looking at all the charges, you're not going to be able to see any type of double charges. So, you know, for example, things like a utility bill or simply something for repairs and maintenance, whether it be changing locks or, you know, cleaning carpet or, or whatever that is. We found several instances where there's been double charges. And then the last thing I would say is just coding to the wrong account. We like things to be in certain accounts so we can track trends. And if the property management company accidentally you know, charges something to turns versus repairs and maintenance or to contracted services, it's hard for us to then take a look back at the trends and, and see where those are going. And a lot of these things, you know, people may be asking, well, you know, why is your property management company making these mistakes? Well, I think when you're first working with a property management company, it's communicating with them on how you like to see the reports and changing them around and working with them to get things coded correctly. But, you know, these property management companies have a lot going on and accountants are real people and sometimes they have turnover. So when those things happen, I think that's when sometimes the reporting can get a little wonky. So it's important to really dig into these reports and take a look. Yeah, that's great advice. What are two things sponsors typically forget about when underwriting a property as it pertains to accounting or, you know, monthly reporting? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think when you talk about underwriting, you're doing all the standard things, whether it's, you know, you're focusing on occupancy and what you're putting into each unit and the high level expenses, but they're small things, but two things that come to mind are things like taxes. You know, every year the property's got to file taxes and those come with an expense. And I think a lot of times that's not accounted for or planned for. And the other thing I would say is additional charges from the lender. You know, whether they have holdbacks, they have charges when you're submitting to get your reserves back. And they also have yearly charges for taxes as well. These are things that you may be able to get waived depending on your relationship with your lender. But it's important to know that these are charges that are going to come and, and hit your P&L and, and hit your budget and you've got to plan for them. Absolutely. What does banking look like when you have a property? Who has access? What are the accounts you have? Yeah, we've got a couple different accounts. Number one, we've got a working account that we have access with our property management company, and that's our checking account. One thing that we've learned from other past interviews is making sure that although your property management company controls that account, that you're a signer on that account. If you happen to have to move over to a new property management company, you want to be able to access your funds immediately. There's been situations in the past that we've heard where you know, they're not a signer on that account and they have to wait four to six months until that funds are released. So we also have two other accounts that we set up on our own and that's where we manage most of our money. So we do not transfer over our entire CapEx budget over to the property management company to control because of what I was just saying. The property management company is going to hold back some cash because there are bills still coming in if you're switching over. So we have our own account. And for the bulk of the money, we put it into a savings account. It's not much, but you're still accruing on the interest on that by putting it into a savings account. So when you have a million or several hundreds of thousands of dollars, that can add up. And then we have a checking account that we manage as well. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by asset protection attorney, Wayne Patton. We all spend a lot of time thinking about ways to make more money, but how much time have you spent thinking about legal strategies to protect your wealth? 
Whether you're a professional, an investor, or an entrepreneur, you are at risk of being targeted in a lawsuit. Wayne is an attorney who specializes only in asset protection strategies like the use of offshore trusts. If you'd like to learn more about how you can protect your assets, visit mwpatten.com or assetprotection.law. Mention this podcast and Wayne will waive his customary $750 initial consultation fee. Again, the website is mwpatten.com or assetprotection.law. Or you can call Wayne at 877-727-1092. Call now and get protected today. So we asked this of every guest, and now it's your turn to answer this question, Kyle. What is your asset management superpower? Yeah, I think it's attention to detail. And I think it's, you know, one of those things that it's been from birth for me. I just, I love the details. The devil is in the details. And, you know, whether it's how things are formatted or how things look, if things are a little crooked, it catches my eye and it really bothers me. So I would say attention to detail for sure. Well, I can attest to that. I really appreciate your attention and detail. So thank you for sharing your expertise today and adding value on the subject of monthly reporting. In summary, we talked about digging deeper into the reporting, tax expensing in your budget, because I don't see anyone doing that, and being on a, a signer on your bank account. So critical, so critical. So please tell the listeners where they can find a little bit more about you, Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got our new website launching this week, which is aptcapitalgroup.com. If you can check that out, we've got a free passive investors guide for people to check out to learn more about syndication. And then I'd also encourage people to check out our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash aptcapitalgroup.com. We're starting to do some new things, some educational content on that YouTube channel. So check us out there. Excellent. I can't wait for people to start finding us on, on social media on our new channel. To all of our listeners, thanks for listening in. And if you like our episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to limitless-estates.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.